Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, November 18th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, ready to break down this six-game NBA DFS slate for you. And here we are a week before Thanksgiving on this Thursday. So why don't we just go ahead and feast on some NBA DFS tonight, get ourselves ready for Thanksgiving. No reason to wait. Let's do it now. Coming off a solid night in NBA last night, Coach put out some good winners on DraftKings and Yahoo. Uh, that's where the money was made. And we're going to get after it again here and go for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. And interesting slate here. We've got the six games, eight of the 12 teams involved in a back-to-back. And then looking at the totals here, two totals over 220, which has actually become closer to the magic number this year. Last year was over 230, but we're just not seeing totals in those ranges so far this year. So 220 is solid, and then we do have three games under 210. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. And we have the some, some really strong offenses here, uh, one, two, and three. In terms of offensive efficiency, we've got some fast teams on this slate, one, two, three, and four in pace. So we're going to zero in on those teams, those better games, and we do have some key injury news that we'll get to as we go through the slate. So let's kick it off with Golden State and Cleveland, 7.30 p.m. Eastern start to the slate tonight. Golden State favored by eight and a half. This is one of those lower totals of 207 and a half because we've got the slow Cleveland team that's not good offensively. They are decent defensively. They're 10th. Meanwhile, Golden State is just crushing it. Best offense in the league, best defense in the league, and they're third in pace. This is a front end of a back-to-back for Golden State. They're going to play in Detroit tomorrow. And Steph Curry is questionable. Uh, Iguodala out. So this is the first big domino on the slate. Steph Curry averages, how about this, 33.3 minutes per game on the season. Do you think that's intentional? Uh, He is the king of the threes. And 37 points last night, or last game against Brooklyn. Man, he really got it done on that slate. Um, If he's out, then, of course, we have to look at Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II, the mitten. Uh, Those are the two guys I'm really most interested tonight for Golden State. Assuming Steph is out. Poole, threes were not wild for him in that Brooklyn game. 0 for 7 on threes. Inside the arc, he was 6 for 6. So if he can just uh, hit some of those long balls, I think he'll get more shots. He took 13. I think he'll get closer to 20 shots if Steph is out. And we know that uh, he can work that two-man game with, with Draymond in Steph's absence. And then Peyton really getting it done here in his minutes. A little bit of everything defensively. You know, he can push it, score in transition. Only 3900 on DraftKings. I really like that price. Other than that, Wiggins is in play for me in that mid-6K range. I think he'll get a little bump in usage. Uh, and, of course, his minutes were down against Brooklyn just because it uh, turned into a blowout. And then on the bench, one of these guys could easily step up without Iguodala. Damian Lee, Porter, Kaminga. You know, they could push for 20-plus minutes. Uh, GPP options there. I uh, don't think you need to go there and cash with Poole and Peyton. On the Cleveland side, they are coming off a back-to-back. They lost in Brooklyn last night. 
and they continue to have some major health issues. Uh, Mobley and Sexton are out. Then we've got Jared Allen, questionable, and then we're, we're still going to mark Markinen and Stevens as questionable. So with all of those guys out last night, you had that starting five of Rubio, Garland, Okoro, Dean Wade, and Ed Davis. And Rubio and Garland are, you know, they, they were solid last night, but in the mid-6K range, almost 7K range on this slate against Golden State's number one defense, I'm, I'm not looking to go there. Not going to play Okoro. Dean Wade, you know, he played 38 minutes, uh, 4,200 on DraftKings. He's probably the starter I would like the most, but he could be dealing with some Draymond uh, in his grill all night, so probably won't go there. Ed Davis was serviceable with that spot start last night. 24 minutes, 6 and 11, mid-3K range. He is a value option if he's starting again and all those other bigs are out. Not an easy matchup with Looney while he's out there. Uh, so there's actually a center in the next game I like a little bit better. And not going to go to that bench with Osman Love, Valentine, and Windler. Uh, that's a pass for me. All right, game two, the other 7.30 tip. By the way, we have two games at 7.30, two at 8, and two at 9. Tidy little six-game slate. This second game is Washington in Miami. Another one of the low totals, 209 and a half. Miami favored by seven at home. And we've got two top 10 defenses here and two of the bottom six in pace. That's why we've got the low total. We also have both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. However, we could have a little opportunity, especially on the Washington side, because Dinwiddie is doubtful. Uh, nobody is expecting him to play. I just haven't seen it that he's officially out on the second night of a back-to-back. But if he is... There's a little more interest here in Holiday and Neto as the value guards. The last time Dinwiddie was out, they basically split the game. Holiday starting Neto off the bench. Neto was a little bit more productive, and he's a little bit cheaper on both sites. So I do lean towards him slightly. Uh, not a must play. You don't have to go here, though, as a value option because you've got the tough Miami defense. Lowry is going to be back. He rested last night. Uh, and then Beal obviously is more intriguing without Dinwiddie, but you've got Butler ready to defend him. So those guys are playable for me, those three, and that's the primary place I would look here for Washington. You could also look at Gafford. Uh, you know, he's been splitting the games with Montrez Harrell, but they're both able to get it done. With that rotation, I mean, look at last night. Gafford, 20 points, 9 rebounds. Montrez, 15 and 9. But Montrez is a lot more expensive on both sides here. So as much as I love him in his game, not going to go there. The only big I look at tonight because of their prices is Gafford. With Miami, we've got Bam questionable. Uh, Markeith Morris still questionable. And then, like I mentioned, we have Lowry back in the lineup. So I think Hero goes to the bench, and we're likely looking at Lowry, Robinson, Butler, Tucker, and Deadman. So if Bam is out here, uh, Deadman is a, certainly a value play to look at. 3700 on FanDuel. Uh, I like that price. Uh, Tucker's been playing well. Um, 
4K range, always a little bit scary. So I, you don't need to go there with these other value plays we've got. And then Butler really stepped up last night. Big uh, triple-double against New Orleans. Uh, he's pricey. You know, uh, you could go there. Um, there are a couple other pay-up guys we, we really need to look at here. And with Butler and Lowry and Hero on the mix, a little bit less attractive for me uh, on Butler. With the Miami bench, you know, Hero now back there likely over 7K, uh, probably won't go there. Caleb Martin, again, quietly somebody you want to keep an eye on. He's got that 8X potential. Hit it last night. Uh, Struess heating it up a little bit with his shot. But in general, this is not a, a stack game for me. You know, really more likely a value play, one of the Washington guards or possibly Dwayne Dedman. All right, game three. We move to 8 o'clock Eastern. The Clippers and the Grizzlies. Now we're starting to get some totals. We like 220 and a half. Clippers favored by one. And these are two of those top four teams in pace I was talking about. Clippers number two on the season. Grizzlies number four. We also like the Grizzlies have struggled defensively here. They're 29th. Now, this is a front end for the Clippers. And big news there. We've got out already Winslow, Ibaka, and Morris. And then Batum is doubtful. So looking like a potentially tighter rotation for the Clippers. Uh, we did see that a little bit in that last game because Terrence Mann was out. He's also questionable tonight. So with his absence, we saw some extra minutes for Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston Jr. Um, Boston Jr., more of a target here for me if you need to go there in the 3K range. He had 13 points, four rebounds, one assist in 20 minutes. Had a funny quote, something along the lines of, I don't even know what I'm going to do offensively, so the opponent can't know. Uh, you know, So if man is out, he could hit value again. But I am looking primarily at one of these guards for the Clippers, Reggie Jackson and Bledsoe. Reggie, my probably my preferred option here. Mid-6K range on both sites. And he's just jacking. We keep talking about it. Last four games, he's averaged 11 three-point attempts. So, you know, he's shooting 33% on the season. Uh, I like his matchup a little bit better than Paul George because Dylan Brooks is starting again for the Grizzlies. And so I think he'll do some work on Paul George, who's been excellent here, you know, hitting those 50 fantasy point marks. But on this slate, he's not my favorite payup option. On the Grizzlies side, here's the opportunity we always wait for if you're thinking about playing a Grizzly. You don't want to play them in back-to-backs, and you don't want to play them in blowouts either. We saw that in the last game against Houston. Blowout win, the maximum minutes for anyone on the team was only 25 minutes. This is an island game, though, for them, and projected to be a, a tighter game. So this is the time, in my mind, to really look at jaw. Right at 10,000 on both sites. Uh, right now, I'm leaning to, to him over Paul George if you pay up in this game. Dylan Brooks is also an option for me, right around 6,000. Uh, he's had three games back, so he's getting into the groove. Uh, and that's, that's the way I think you get a little bit of exposure to this higher total. Steven Adams, 4,600 on DraftKings. Uh, I like his matchup. 
he could get it done. We saw him smash in that revenge game against New Orleans. Uh, and then don't think I'm going to hit that Grizzlies bench. All right, halfway through the slate here. Really getting after it today. Big Thursday, by the way, in addition to this six-game NBA DFS slate. We've got the, the showdown game tonight in the NFL, New England and Carolina. Make sure you uh, – New England and Atlanta. Make sure you check out that podcast that Omaha Joe and I did last night. Get ready for that. And then we'll have all the lineups for the members tonight. DFSCoachTalk.com. Grab a five-day pass, and you'll be with us through Monday night. So you'll get all of our NBA and NFL all weekend. You'll get our PGA weekend lineups tomorrow night. Sign up at the website, and then we'll invite you into our Discord with an email. And it's going to be a, a fun schedule tonight. We'll have our NBA lineups coming out at about 7.05 and our NFL lineups coming out at about 7.45, right after the NBA lock. Any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. All right, second half of the slate here. The other 8 o'clock game, Spurs and Timberwolves. And this is the other juicy total, 221. Minnesota favored at home by 2.5. They have that slight edge this year over the Spurs. They're five and nine. Spurs only four and ten. Now, we always like to avoid the Spurs, but this is also an opportunity to look at them. Uh, unique that we've got some interest in the Spurs and the Grizzlies on the same slate. But the Spurs, uh, they played on Tuesday. This is Thursday. They don't play again until Monday. So weird scheduling quirk for them. Pirtle still out. Uh, and this is a, a stackable game to me, or uh, you know, a mini stack. So, uh, on the Spurs side, uh, you know, Eubanks definitely in play with Pirtle out, and then Dejounte Murray. We just cannot ignore him. Flirting with triple doubles lately, really playing great ball. Expensive though, he's right in that uh, jaw price range, almost ten thousand on both sites. After that. Uh, more of a GPP look for me on that San Antonio side. Uh, and I'd rather get a little bit more exposure from Minnesota, actually. They've got that 1-2-3 combo on the perimeter that was really strong last night. Pat Beverly, D'Angelo, and Edwards. Um, they had that 10-point win against the Kings last night. And it was Pat Beverly's uh, best game of the season which is pretty impressive because he was 0 for 5 on three-pointers, but he had 38.5 DraftKings points. Very cheap option. Uh, by the way, I do think he'll give Murray a, a bit of a hard time. Uh, so you, you, you may want to be cautious with Murray because of that. But with it being a back-to-back -back and Beverly playing 34 minutes last night, I think he'll probably dip a little bit there. Still playable. Uh, and then D'Angelo and Edwards, uh, they both played in that 30-minute range. Uh, much more affordable than Cat here. Uh, and Cat, in his 37 minutes last night, only took 12 shots. Now, that's a bit of an aberration. I think he'll probably get a few more shots tonight. But he's really expensive here, so I'd rather go with one of those perimeter guys if you want to uh, stack a couple guys in this game. Edwards finished strong with his scoring last night. He got up 24 shots. Uh, and then D'Angelo had a, had a solid line across the board. Uh, with the bench here, no real interest. 
Okogie's questionable, so he could shift the minutes a little bit if he gets back in there. You know, th- this is one of those games where I could see Vanderbilt or uh, Jane McDaniels being a, a surprise value hit uh, at a cheap price, but they're they're GPP only for me. So I'd rather look at those those five starters I mentioned, uh, two on the Spurs, three on Minnesota. All right, next game. Let's move to 9 o'clock Eastern. Let's go to Denver as Philly is coming to town to play the Nuggets on NBA TV. 209 total here. Denver favored by 7.5. Front end for Denver. Island game for Philly coming off that brutal 35-point loss to Utah with those uh, key guys still out, Embiid, Danny Green, and Thibault. So Philly just uh, struggling here on the road without those key guys. Um, so tough spot for them here going up against Denver in that fourth-ranked defense. Looking at a starting lineup here of Maxi Curry, Tobias Harris, Drummond, and then if they use the same five as last game, it'll be Shake Milton, who really was the best value for Philly. He got 35 minutes. 18, 3, and 4, 5K range on both sites. So he's probably the guy I would look to the most if he starts again. Unfortunately, we may not have that news before lock. Maxi, you know, a little bit expensive uh, again on this slate in the 7K range. Curry had an off night um, and Probably won't make the roster for me again here, uh, or he won't make it here. I did have some exposure to him on the last slate, unfortunately, in that uh, Curry Brothers lineup I went with. Uh, Tobias, 7,500 on FanDuel. That's the other guy I think you can really look at here. Uh, If he can fit in, I do like that price. I'm not going to go to Drummond. Uh, Just disappeared against Rudy Gobert in that last one, only playing 12 minutes. And then on the bench, Korkmaz and, and Niang, uh, Niang did get their opportunities. Korkmaz, 34 minutes, but only 2 of 12 from the field, 0 of 6 on threes. If he hits those shots, he can pay off 4,400 on DraftKings. And Niang got 30 minutes in that return to Utah. Didn't get many shots, though. Uh, 3,900 GPP option on DraftKings. On the Denver side, we have... Uh, the big news of Will Barton being doubtful. I'm recording this just before lunchtime on Thursday. So that's the latest news I have there. Zeke Naji out, which is unfortunate. I like Zeke and uh, he's, he's been doing some things, but here's the thing about uh, Denver here. As we're on game five on the slate, we've been talking about some value centers throughout the show. And now all of a sudden we get to Denver and Jokic. So on DraftKings, uh, I like him here at 12,000. Did you know he's averaging 58 DraftKings points per game? So right about 5X at that price. And he's been even better than that in the last few, pushing for 70 fantasy points a night. So he's definitely in play for me there. On FanDuel at 11.6, the problem is with only one center that you can play, and he's only center eligible. Some of these other value plays we've talked about, like Deadman, possibly Gafford, Uh, You can't go with both of them. And so this is really uh, a prime example of a night when you might want to put out two lineups. 
one with Jokic on FanDuel and one without. Uh, you know, he's just such a massive part of that offense without uh, all those all those you know typical starters with uh, Jamal and Porter Jr. And if Barton's out again, the offense goes through Jokic. So I will probably have him in one of our lineups. After that, though, with these other starters, uh, not a lot of interest. You know, Gordon had a good game recently, and Coach had him out there, which was which was good. Um, but Rivers is just putting out duds left and right, uh, and no, nothing special from Morris or Jeff Green. So the next guy I would look at is actually uh, our man Bones Highland. Omaha Joe is all over him. And he got dinged up in the last game, only played 11 minutes with an ankle issue. But before that, two straight games over 30 fantasy points. So at 3,400 on DraftKings, uh, I might take a look there and and put him on the clipboard. Uh, PJ Dozier, uh, mid-3K range on both sites. He's also in play for me. Uh, All right. One game to go here. Um, It's Toronto and Utah. The other 9 o'clock game. Uh, this is the one total between 210 and 220. It's 214 and a half. Utah favored by nine and a half. This is the only game on the slate where both teams are top 12 in pace and top 10 in offensive efficiency. So wouldn't mind a little bit of exposure here. It is a front end for Toronto. They're going to play uh, in Sacramento tomorrow. And some key question marks there. OG Ananobi, questionable with the hip. Precious Achua, questionable with the shoulder. And Boucher, questionable with the back. Now, in the last game for Toronto, they had one of their classic box scores where all the starters played between 39 and 41 minutes. Thank you, Nick Nurse. And all the starters had between 13 and 19 field goal attempts, I believe is the note I have here. Um, So we love that. We love the minutes. uh, But is anybody going to jump out? Uh, and snare a couple extra shots and get it done because they're pretty pricey across the board. Van Vliet, mid 8K, Siakam right around 8,000, OG almost 8,000, Barnes almost 7,000, Trent 7,000 on FanDuel. You know, I really don't love any of those prices against Utah's seventh ranked defense. If OG Ananobi is out, you know, maybe uh, a little more interest in Siakam. Um, but Van Vliet's got a pretty tough matchup with Conley. So as much as I like the solid feel here from Toronto, just given those price tags, I'm not not fired up to play anybody. If if OG is out, then we might get a value play in Kem Birch, who's the only guy who came off the bench and had more than 10 minutes in the last game. He had 21, and he's minimum price on DraftKings at 3000 Oh, by the way, Chris Boucher is 3000 on DraftKings, which is just absurd because we know if that guy gets over 20 minutes, he can get 30 fantasy points pretty easily, um, but very inconsistent with minutes in production. Uh, so probably won't go there with, uh, with he's got the question of Mark, and we've got Ken Birch involved. So we'll, we'll have to just wait and see on the injury report there. And uh, not enough minutes for me for Svee or Banton. All right, how about Utah here? Last team to break down on the slate. 
The only injury news here is that Rudy Gay is probable to make his debut. So that could foul up the bench a little bit enough for me that I won't go to any of those uh, bigs, so to speak, with Eric Paschal and uh, and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, it's it's one of the nights where if I go with Utah, it's probably going to be one of these guards. Conley's a real nice price, fifty seven hundred on Fanduel. Donovan Mitchell under nine K, which is which is nice. Um, and you can't just look at that last game because their minutes were down in that blowout. Uh, so this could be a bounce back spot for for Mitchell in terms of his minutes uh, to get him close to that fifty fantasy point mark. Uh, probably won't go anywhere else on Utah with those middle prices. Uh, but Clarkson off the bench, five K range, certainly in play. All right, that's it. Six games. Really looking forward to it. Again, it tips at 7.30. If you want to join us today, uh, get in before 6 o'clock Eastern, if you don't mind, so we can get you into Discord and then make sure we have the lineups ready to post. Any questions, DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Uh, Make sure to tune in to the NBA podcast tomorrow. It'll continue seven days a week as Coach will be back in the studio And then, of course, we'll have our NFL main slate and primetime podcast posting over the weekend. So check those out for a big week 11 in the NFL. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me for this hopefully one-week early feast on this Thursday. Uh, I am Andrew Hansen. On behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.